Uh, all right, we're all here. All the beefs in the barn. Go, Gogs, go. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right. Movie the Podcast is the last week, I think. Yes, of Lewis yeah. Gossett. Mm, we might have one more. Do we have one more? No. Uh, even better. July. I don't think so. Do we? Next week it's is still bag. July, I think. It's grab bag. I think it's the thirty the thirty first. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, huh. can Lewis Gossett Jr. snatch victory from the jaws of mediocrity, or is he the world's most averagest actor? Answers to this and more on today's episode of Movie the Podcast. <laughs> oh, I like the oh, I wow. like the premise there. That's good. You got a like a little a little stinger a little there. Teaser. Like That's keep, good. That's keep good. the butts in the seats. Yeah, I like that. Good, good. Now you have to. Now you're gonna have to do that every week, guys. That's not bad. That's fine. I'll just call back to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, we got Alec back. Alec yep. just came back. From, back from back paradise. From paradise. <sighs> Y'all may as well pack it in if you had any movies to talk about. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can do. I can. I. I have like. I have like six actually. So I'll just. I, oh I watched one. Yeah, I watched one thing. So. Uh well, without any further ado, Alec, what did you watch, buddy? I watched, and remember, there's two 12-hour flights involved here. Oh fuck! I yeah, watched 12 movies. Holy oh shit. man! <laughs> okay, that tracks. Um, you watched Tetsuo the Iron Man 12 times. <laughs> yeah, I watched 12 movies and most of a TV show. Um. Hang on, I'm doing a little math here real quick. Today's the 24th, right? That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, got to update my episode number. Um, so here's the movies. And some of these I've talked about before, and I, they were just rewatches because they were like whatever Southwest on-demand thing on their planes is that you can get on your phone. Um, I watched Ocean's Eleven. That movie's great. I watched Ready Player One. That movie's great. Mm. Uh, mm. I watched Encanto again. That movie's great. Um, Lilo and Stitch is really good. It was the first time I ever saw Lilo oh, and I Stitch. I love that movie. That's a that, good movie's, movie. that movie's tremendous. That's like, as far as I'm concerned, like upper tier pre CGI Disney. I, I think that movie's, last, that movie's outstanding. Their last hand animated have. movie for a while yeah. or ever. I, I'd only recently watched it for the first time, like in the last year or two, with my kids because I was. Because it's got so much hype, it's got all sorts of like side quels and like sequels and stuff. I was wondering what it was about, and I watched it. I was like, this is like, this is a really good movie. It's a lot yeah. of fun. And the little girl's fucking weird and are taking pictures of fat people at the beach. Like it's like a it's a cool movie. Like it's very yeah. different. Um, yeah, it's very it's excellent. I was very uh, very impressed with it. Um, I saw it in the theater as a grown man, like a child predator. <laughs> That's okay. You just got to go in the, of, in the middle of the day. Yeah, a yeah. bag of candy and rags soaked with chloroform. Uh, well, I, I, this has nothing to do with anything, and I'm sure we can drag it out a little bit more. But I used to go to a gym that was next to a Chuck E. Cheese, so me and my buddy would go there and then go to Chuck E. Cheese because they had that salad bar as, like, two grown sweaty men with no children. <laughs> hold on, hold on. They had a salad bar at Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. I thought I they wouldn't remember. let you in a Chuck E. Cheese without a kid. Well, I guess there's no law against it, so it's like Air Bud rules. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Nobody says a dog can't play basketball. Right. <laughs> um, I watched... We'll get a couple of these dregs out of the way real quick before I get into the meat of... Uh, the meat of the things that actually to talk about. Oh, the movie Tag? Oh, yeah. 
where everybody the kid the people play tag like into their fifties. Yeah, I uh, I barely remember that movie. Is I it think as I bad a concept it. as it sounds? Isn't it was it, it's it's it Hawkeye was, is in it, right? Yeah, Remember Hawkeye, Ed Helms, John Hamm, Hannibal Burris, uh, Isla Fisher, someone else. I'm missing like another main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. It was not great. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. It was perfectly cromulent way to spend half of my flight from Baltimore <laughs> to Phoenix. It's is it um, like a sexy sister film to like Date Night or whatever? It feels like it came out right around the same time as all those movies. It's not a it, uh, Date Night. Which one's Date Night? It's closer to that vein. It's more safe like that. Unlike uh, Game Night. Game Night. Game, yeah. Night got, Game Night got a lot darker than I expected. <laughs> Even though I still... I actually really liked Game Night. Date Night, I barely remember. But it's probably closer to that. Yeah. Like, like pushing the envelope comedies for adults that are still sanitized and pretty safe. Um, that was okay. Uh, watched the incredible Burt Wonderstone. That was fucking trash. What the hell is that? I don't even it's remember movie, that movie. It's got Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi, or oh, like yeah, Vegas they're like magician. magicians. That's oh, yeah, yeah. It is real bad. Jim Carrey is their like Chris Angel esque nemesis. Doesn't he get like shot in the head or something? They he drills. Like the... He drills himself in the head with a yeah, drill. Yeah, to prove that, like, yeah, it's it's absurd. It's not good. I was, it was, it was better than I expected, but still not good. <laughs> um, uh, watch Caddyshack. That's the first time I've ever seen Caddyshack, like beginning to end in one sitting. Really, not uh not impressed. Wow, it's, it it is very overrated. It is very much a product of its time, and yeah. it is not great. Like you, it's. I'm glad Harold Ramis kind of fine-tuned some things before he made Ghostbusters. Or like, he didn't make Ghostbusters, did he? Ivan uh, Reitman did. Ivan Reitman. I think Harold like, Ramis he wrote it. Ghostbusters, though, didn't he? He wrote it. I think, I think he didn't. Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote it. Ivan Reitman directed it. Oh, Harold Ramis directed Caddyshack, and it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's just like... It's barely got a plot holding it together, and it's just a bunch of scenes that happen and like <laughs> random stupid shit, like every early '80s, late '70s comedy. It's kind of like a Monty Python, like a Life of Brian, or a Now for Something Completely Different, more than it is like a real movie. I'll give you that. But it's like not absurd to the level that they are, where like you can no. tell they're like that's what their goal is the whole time. Like it's like, hey, let's have a scene where all the caddies go to the pool and ruin the rich people's pool for twenty minutes, but it's ap- out of nowhere, and like it's not prefaced by anything, and it's not brought up again. It's like, yeah, hey, let's just do this. I was yeah. not, uh, I was not, not impressed. I don't but think it I did, look it at did, that. It did make me wish that uh, Chevy Chase wasn't a fucking asshole and everybody in Hollywood didn't hate him. So he would get more stuff because he's so fucking good. He's so funny. Everybody just hates him so much that nobody wants to work with him. Yeah. I don't think I can look at that movie objectively. I think I love Caddyshack too much, but I, you're right. It, it is kind of very loosely held together. Yeah. And the main character is 
Shit, I don't even. I couldn't. Danny Noonan. Yeah, he, I don't think he's ever in anything else. I looked up his IMDb last night. He's got like 150 acting credits. I couldn't oh. pick him out of a fucking lineup and anything else I've seen. Wow. I want to say he's a deadbeat dad in something, but I can't place can't replace what it is. I've seen him like older. Um. Anyway, uh, I watched Now You See Me. That movie's not great. Is that the, magic? That's a magician bank robber movie. It's a heist movie. Right? Yeah. Well, that's a movie where at the end Hayden actual magic in comes into it. Correct? Like I don't like. No, I think TJ said that before. No, there's not like. No, I thought that's in the sequel. The not oh, in the okay. first one. Just the Hayden, one does I, have Hayden Christensen in it? No, you're thinking of Jumper. I think that's the only other movie I know Hayden Christensen was in aside from Star Wars. Okay. Um, it's got a uh, Lex Luthor and Isla Fisher and Woody Harrelson and the little Franco brother. Okay. Um, they're all like different sorts of magicians, and then somebody gets them all together to to create a huge magic show and pull off like a huge heist. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it though. The premise is very thin. <laughs> um. But it wasn't. It wasn't awful. Uh, it, it was probably more based on the uh, performances than the premise and the plot. Because um, everybody's pretty good in it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So down to the final four. I watched <laughs> Thor four again. On a plane? No, we watched that oh. in Hawaii. Oh, wow. we're trying to we're trying to get out of the house. How was that version? Uh, one night. How was the Hawaii a lot, version? A lot more uh, Samoans than the other one. Nice. <laughs> um, no, I like. I enjoy that movie. I thought I think it's really good. And upon reviewing, like I really, really loved it. Like okay. I think the second time, I liked it a little better. Um, okay. And I really liked it the first time. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and when you watch it again, knowing that the whole movie, literally from beginning to end, is all told through Korg's eyes, it kind of uh, frames the whole thing slightly differently. And every all the weird stuff that kind of doesn't make sense initially, or like you're kind of like, well, that's weird, makes a little more sense because he's telling it all third person from his point of view, right? Um, but also like apparently it was two and a half hours and. The studio demanded that Taika Waititi cut out a half hour. Yeah, which, that's, cra- that, that's crazy because every other goddamn movie is fucking two and a half hours long. Like, Apparently, yes. Jeff Goldblum was supposed to be back in this, and it got on the cutting room floor. And like, I saw some articles, like a couple other scenes that I was like, "Oh, I would have liked to." Yeah, see that. like Spider Man was three hours long. Doctor Strange was two and a half, I believe, <laughs> at least. Like, you're not going to give one of your most well received movies also, I- sequel. I wonder if with having, I wonder if having that extra stuff that got made the cutter, I wonder if it would have helped the tonal problems that I had in that movie. Like if, cause I, that was my biggest complaint. And now a lot of the scenes like didn't really feel like they had time to breathe. Like everything kind of moved a little too fast. And I wonder if you added that extra half an hour or whatever, it would have changed my opinion on that. You know? I bet it would have. And like, I'd love yeah, to probably. see a dire- I'd love to see a director's cut of it once they, once they release it with the deleted scene, see somebody like stitch it all together. Um, 
I watched uh, Hustle. The, oh, I watched uh, that. Yeah. The uh, Adam Sandler basketball Netflix movie. That movie is outstanding. He's really good when you put him in front of basketball content, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's what it has to do with or that he's just like <laughs> being serious and taking it, taking his role seriously. But that movie is outstanding. He is excellent in it. Um, I, I would probably put his performance, although it's totally different on par with his performance in uncut gems. Yeah. Like he's not as like harebrained and like wild, but he's a lot more understated and kind of beat down. But I would say it's, an equally excellent performance. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, who plays the basketball player is like, he has no right being this good of an actor for uh, being an NBA player. Like, like he already got enough, man. You don't need to be a great actor too. (laughs) Um, He's very good at it. Um, There's tons of like young NBA players and, and, and some older ones too. A lot of young guys that have been drafted the past few years. Uh, are in it, and they're all fine. They're just playing basketball. Uh, Sean, you'll appreciate this. One of the most surprising performances in the movie is uh, Kenny the Jet Smith is outstanding. Oh, yeah? He plays like a, a, not an agent, I don't think he's supposed to be, but kind of like a, almost like a like a fixer. Like he's setting up games for like the guys who want to go pro but aren't quite okay. in like you do like show yeah stuff, exactly like, like and he's and he's like trying yeah, yeah, like yeah. he has ends of the combine where he can get people into the nba combine and he is tremendous in this movie like he's a really good actor i was i was shocked shocked at all his scenes when he was uh good uh ben foster's in it and he's just such a fucking ass he's so good at being an asshole he's just such an asshole he's so easy to hate um but i loved it i thought it was uh i thought it was really good have everybody give that a watch at some point. Uh, I watched The Batman. Ooh, is you your first viewing of that? Still haven't seen it. Yeah, my first viewing of it. Uh, I thought it was good, not great. It's way too long. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that movie needed to be three hours yep. long. Uh, Marlon Humphrey had a really funny review of it. About The Batman? Are you Sean? You're breaking up, up or, a little, bro. Okay, it's Sean. Oh, sorry, Charles. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't remember it exactly, but it's like you gotta walk around so slow everywhere and turn some lights on or some shit like that. It's like I fell asleep three times. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like if you cut that movie down a little bit, I probably would have liked it a lot more. I thought Pattinson was good, uh, not great. Zoe Kravitz was excellent. Uh, John Turturro and uh, what was Jeffrey it Colin? Wright? Jeffrey Wright, too. Colin Farrell, like, everybody's good in it. It's just really, it's too long and too dark. Like, I agree with Marlon Humphrey. Me and Marlo, <laughs> we got the same, same opinion <laughs> on the Batman. Um, trim that shit down a little bit, Matt Reeves. Um, and thanks for bringing in our, our, our fifth Batman in, like, ten years, and then we got, like, our fifth Joker in ten years also, getting ready to come out. Uh, yeah. and the last movie I watched, which, um, I fell asleep during, but I woke back up and rewound it to make sure I got everything was, uh, uh, dunk, 
You guys might know it as Dune. Dune. Oh, oh, you watched Dune. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. the, the Al Pacino movie. I'm interested yeah, to it was the Al, the Al Pacino <laughs> biopic. Dunk. Um, Kids from 7 to 17. <laughs> it's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. I just love the shot of him after that. Like, oh, no, you got to throw this yeah. away. This is terrible. It was the best um, part of that movie, and it was like during the credits. <laughs> Um, Dune. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very wow. good. I've never read the. I've never read the books. Like I have no. I've never had any interest in reading those books. But uh, I thought it was good. There's there's little things like I didn't understand, but I got it later through context. Right. But like stuff was happening that like at the time I didn't uh didn't get. But everybody's really good in it. Like uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's like it might be, be it might be his like best role. Like he's so good. <clears throat> um, like I, it took me a while to deal with him not having the beard in the movie, though. Like it's just like this is awkward for me. Yeah, he has had it pretty much everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's really good. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the main characters. Chalamet, name. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah. Chalamet yeah. He's good. Uh, Zendaya is good in like the three minutes she's in it. Yeah, she's her. It's really disproportionate how much she showed up in the ads versus how much she's really in that movie. Yeah, she just shows up for maybe the last like twenty minutes of a three-hour movie. I think she's going to be and, in the second one a lot more. And yeah, I know there's going to be a sequel, so I'm, I would assume she would be in that one more. Uh, Oscar Isaac's. I mean, he's just great in everything. Yeah, he's a machine. Everything he does, he's uh, he's tremendous in. But yeah, I really liked it a lot. I'm like, I'm excited to see uh, Very see nice. the next one when it comes out, which is not for like another year or two. I think. Yeah, I think this is interesting yeah, though because I was curious because most people I talked to about that movie are like deep in the lore, so I was curious to see like what I thought they did a pretty good job like telling the story for people that oh, yeah. weren't familiar with the lore. So it's nice. It's nice to hear that. You know, yeah, I think it's uh, it. it's it was probably I would compare it. And obviously, it's like a higher quality, but like the original Iron Man movie. Like, if you're deep into it and know a lot about it, like there's probably a lot of good stuff for you to sink your teeth into. But also, it's accessible where if you don't know anything about it, like I didn't, you can still you can still enjoy it for uh, for what it is. That's great. Um, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I was very. Uh, very, I don't know if it, it, impressed is the word because, like, I figured it would be pretty good, but it was better than I expected because I did not expect to like a space western on a sand planet. One yeah. of us, one of us. And yeah, Dune's great. In the books, they're fantastic. I already know. I already books. I already got to watch. What is already, wrong with you? I already got to watch movies <laughs> for this podcast. You think I'm reading books for it too? <laughs> Dude, um, tune in to book the podcast. Pages oh the podcast. Analog and movies for pages. <laughs> we uh, we are one episode away from finishing season three of the Umbrella Academy, and it is nice. outstanding. Like, because that book is not great. Umbrella Academy. Yeah, like I really like the first season of the show, but the co- I went back and read the comic book, and it kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, that first I read that first trade TJ let me borrow, and it was not 
super. It's fine. Yeah, the, I the like changes, the all the changes they've made have uh, been positive. Um, but depending on how the, this season wraps up, like I would say, this is the best season so far. Still going to see how they how they wrap it all up, but if it holds up with the rest of the season, how it's been, it's easily going to be the best one. It's so good. It's so good. And like that kid that that plays five from the first one, like he's aged well and he's still a handsome little guy and he's still a really good actor, which is good because you never know how that's going to, Yeah, you never know how that's going to go when you cast him when he's like 13. You know, um, end up in a two and a half men situation. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, but that's all I watched. That's the, mm. the 12, 12 things I watched. Um, <laughs> and now you can be the perfect mutant or whatever. What the fuck was the plot of that? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anything else, Al? Who, who passed no, I'd say, yeah, I forgot already. Um, Gogs. So I also watched a lot of things, but I'll be very brief. Uh, three of the things I watched, I watched with my children. I watched the entire oeuvre of the Disney made for the, the Disney Channel teen movie Zombies, Zombies 2, and Zombies 3. He told me about this yesterday. It sounded it is, ridiculous. Like, it is just the worst, like, teen pop punk we're gonna do it forever shoulder shuffle every other song's about how much victory it is it is bad but i did realize that through either tiktok or reddit or whatever i don't know if you guys seen like these ultra cringy things of people like talking about how like they're the head of the pack they're wolves we run the night like you know we're the leader we're the alpha blah 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 it's like a sing song that's from this movie I was like, oh, that's terrible. So those those three things. My kids, of course, love them. Like they are singing along, they are dancing. There's full blown choreography happening in my living room. So I'll have to deal with that in therapy later. Um, so, thing, so will they. Yeah. Uh, so then I got. Uh, I need to feel better about myself. So I started watching a bunch of. Uh, um, oh, now I can't think of his name. Doesn't matter. I watched Prince of Darkness and I also watched In the Maw of John Madden. Carpenter. John Carpenter. Thank you so much. I got zombies on the brain. Uh, I had never seen either of those, it turns out, before. And they're both really, really good. Uh, Sam Neill in the Maw of Madness or in the Mouth of Madness, excuse me. The Mall. Yeah. In the Mall of Madness. In the Mall of Madness. Um, wasn't Mall Madness a board game from the 90s, I think? All Madness. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. They gave you a credit card. Yeah. You, oh, hell uh, yeah. Um, awesome. But in in the mouth of madness, uh, very Lovecraftian, very Alan Wake. Uh, really enjoy. Sam Neill is like great in it. It's like haunting and fun. Uh, the God, I don't, I never know his name, but he's the he's the patriarch of the the rival brewery from uh from uh beer fest. Oh, I don't know his name either, but I don't know exactly who you mean. Yeah, he plays Sutter Kane, the author whose like horrors are coming to life. It's fucking great. Um, Prince of Darkness, I'd never seen that, but it's got like, it's, like it's got um, and that actor you're talking about, Gogs, is in the original Dune, and he plays the Oscar Isaac character. That's right. He's he's Atreides. He's Leto Atreides. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, can't, I can't think of his name either, but I. But uh, Prince of Darkness, uh, that movie's 
kind of wild. Uh, it's got Alice Cooper in it. It's got uh, um, what's his name from? It's got two care. It's got two of the actors from Big Trouble in Little China. It's got Egg Shen and uh, and uh, the guy who owns the Black Pool. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, but it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's this kind of cool movie about you know what would a bunch of physicists and metaphysicists and like uh learned scholars do to kind of crack the code of maybe satan in a jar in the bottom of a church uh it's pretty cool uh and then, actually is the only the only john carpenter movie i haven't seen which is kind of wild yeah it's it's uh it's cool it's on both of those are on shutter uh, and then I watched the last thing I watched. I think TJ saw, and I think Jurgen Prock now is the guy's name. By the way, there it is. Oh. Um, I think TJ was lukewarm on it, or maybe he didn't like it. But the new Candyman movie, I didn't like it at all. I that wasn't was lukewarm. I thought it was terrible. Okay, I didn't hate it, but I do think that it needed to like it. It it was kind of incoherent. God, yeah. it's hard to say. It was hard to say. I didn't hate it, but it was incoherent. But it's it was a fucking like, mess. And then, is. like the end of the movie, like things ramp up, and you're like, "Wait, what the fuck is even going on?" Yeah, like and the then, way the the button on the whole movie doesn't really track with like make where the movie was leading up to. Yeah. Like, visually, it's cool though. Yeah, and the guy, cool like Yaya, whatever his name is, who plays the main character, I liked him in it. I liked. Um, but I the, wish I wish that guy would make better decisions on the movies he takes because he's yeah, such right? a good actor. He's a great yeah. actor, but like he's everything, he's got a I've huge only penis. I've only seen him, I believe, in Watchmen. But like everything else he's made, everybody's got like terrible reviews. Yeah, he's Morpheus. Yeah, he was, the new he was, he, he's Morpheus. He was uh, the villain in Aquaman in the Aquaman movie. He's oh, Black, yeah. Black, Ma- Black Manta, is that the name of that character? Yeah, yeah. I think he, that was before uh, Watchmen, so I didn't realize it was him. I liked Aquaman, though. Yeah, it was fun. But, like, I don't know, I thought, I didn't, I didn't hate Candyman, but it did, the ending and the, the front half and the back half didn't, they didn't gel. Like, it didn't, it where, where it, where it ended up, it didn't seem, I don't know how it got there. But, like, the visuals were cool, the gore was cool, the kills were cool. Um, the young lady who plays what's her name, Rambo from WandaVision, she was great in it. Did, did um, you like the the scene where the the uh, the the the, uh, the the shitty art de- gallery owner guy is getting murdered, and he's like, "What's up with this?" And fuck that! Like, it's like totally reacting how you would as somebody gets murdered in was. front of you. Well, the oh, part was God. like, "Is this real?" Like, what? Well, I do oh. like the fact that it was like a send up of like art morons because that is nice. Um, but like it was, I don't know. It's literally think, like the Marvel Marvel occasion of like horror movie dialogues. Like, well, that just happened. Like, what? yeah. Oh, but I mean, like stop. that for not for nothing. I don't remember the. I remember liking the original Candyman, but I don't remember it being like you know uh, a real tour original, de force from an acting standpoint. The original Candyman fucking rocks, and it beats the shit out of the new one. Go ahead back and watch it. It's very I'm good. sure I'm sure it does. I'm not saying this one's like I'm not saying this one's better. Man's I'm saying like I didn't a hate good this. movie. Yeah. So what? I said the first Candyman's a certified good ass movie. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah, but I watched what? it like I watched it like two years ago. It's really good. Yeah. Tony Todd and uh Virginia Madsen, I believe Is that who plays yeah. her? And Brad Dorf in a non Chucky role. Or not is it Brad Dorf? what's Dorf? Yeah. No fuck. Chris Sarandon. 
Oh, the detective, the, the guy that played uh, Al Pacino's girlfriend in uh, fucking Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Prince Humpledink or whatever his name is. From yep, Princess Prince Humpledink. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't hate Candyman, but I didn't, it was it was a bit of a mess. So those are all the things I watched. Two good things, one okay thing, and then three terrible musicals. Sean. Uh, I just watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe. How oh, how was that? It? it was a lot of fun. It was Beavis and Butthead, and like it was like unashamedly Beavis and Butthead, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they sure. just transport them, you know, by uh, cosmic accident into the present day. But like he doesn't spend the whole time going like, "Oh, this is weird." <laughs> There's a scene where they go to college, and like uh, the feminist professor is like, "You guys have white privilege." They explain it to them. He's like. Oh, cool! Like, and then he's gone and start taking shit everywhere. It's like, hey, they told us we got white privilege, and they start stealing everything. It's just like, but they're so innocent about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like meant as like a commentary on wokeness. Right, right. It's just like, oh, they're just dumb. Like, so they just. And there's something I, I, about there's something about ahead. Beavis when he reacts to things like not like Beavis, or he's just like, oh, well, that's that's very interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's really dry reactions. That fucking make me laugh all the time. But like, it starts off with it just opens with Butthead kicking Beavis in the dick like nonstop <laughs> at a science fair, and they're like, "Is your science fair project?" They're like, "What science fair?" <laughs> I need to but watch I mean, it. It's like they walk by uh the they go to space camp and they walk by the Johnson Space Center, just like it said Johnson. Like, I mean, it was like very comforting, you know. Like, it, it was yeah. just fun. It was fun to watch. Uh, they do some multiverse shit. There's like smart Beavis and smart Butthead. They're like watchers. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's a lot of fun. I I am like you know unashamedly a fan of Mike Judge movies. I think full stop. Like I don't think he's ever made a movie I didn't like at least a little bit. Like uh, I really like Extract a lot. It's not a movie yeah. that's talked about very often, but you know. So but that it's was it. And then movie. I watched. Like six hours of Vanity Fair, uh, linguist explains why accents are bad in movies. It's like, you know, the, you know, those video series they do, like they have one where Scott Adkins breaks down fight scenes. Oh, I love so, those. Well, this is a guy who's like a dialect coach, and all he does is like explain why like these accents work or don't work in movies. It's actually like really interesting because I know we always end up talking. Well, I was thinking about it because I was watching a lot of uh, Andrew Tate videos this week. Dude, what is up with his accent? accent? Like, it's yeah, that's so like, weird. Like he's American, on, right? but he like lives. He's American, but he did all his fighting in like Great Britain. But he's currently like a casino boss and chauvinist in Romania. Yeah, yeah, he's hiding from yeah. like police in Romania. Yeah, but, yeah, and uh, yeah. So that was something. But uh, yeah, I recommend Beavis and Butthead. If you like Beavis and Butthead, you will like this. So TJ, uh, I watched one thing. It was also on Shutter. It's the Guar documentary called We Are Guar, or This Is Guar. I already forgot the title. Uh, it's great. If you like Guar, it's a, it's a very good uh, overview of their entire uh, history, how they got started. Um, it's actually not like I kind of thought, you know, well, two of the member, two of the original members of Guar passed away. And unfortunately, it was like one right after the other. The original guitar player, he's like the second or third guitar player, but he's been with the band forever. He died. And then Dave Brocky, the lead singer, uh, Odious, Odorous, 
uh, he passed away. And I kind of thought that the whole documentary was going to end up being about Odorous because he's kind of like the most visible, like the most well-known of the band. But it's really not. It's about the the whole band, how they started. Like, it's pretty interesting how they even got together because they were all like these art school kids in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia. And it's kind of wild. They talk about like... um like some some clashes like creative clashes in the band because like kind of the original guy that start had the idea for what turned into guar was this kind of weirdo artist that wanted to make like comic books and basically what happened was like uh a bunch of the guys in guar were in this other punk band and they they were friends with this guy and they liked the idea and they kind of ran with it so kind of like a subplot of the documentary is kind of about you know what point does your creation how, at what point is your creation not really your creation anymore? And it's like a collaborative thing, um, but it's really good. It's full of a lot of it's full of a lot of great like concert footage from Guar. Um, it's kind of sad. At the... Go ahead. I was gonna say I didn't even know Guar was a real band because the Empire oh, Records yeah. was the first time I was aware of them. And I was like, they talk about that. Player. Yeah, they talk yeah. about that. How like Beavis and Butthead was like a huge break for them because they couldn't get airtime on MTV and Mike Judge was a huge Guar fan so that's why like uh their Beavis and Butthead's favorite band was Guar a a plot of the Beavis and Butthead Sega Genesis game is literally getting Guar tickets which was like huge for the band what was their um, lo- what was their loser friend's name uh Stewart no Stewart who was wore the winger winger shirt. yeah yeah um, but yeah uh, the Gore, this is Gore documentary is fantastic. It's yet another triumph on Shutter, which continues to be like the best streaming service, like hands down. All their original stuff is so great. Um, this is like really well made. It, it'll, it definitely, um, you know, a cut, there's a, there's a few like, uh, crazy Gore stories that happen. One where, uh, they, they literally were almost robbed outside of a concert venue. They, didn't know what to do so they literally just like drove away the guy shot at them and hit the one guy literally right under his heart and he almost dies god um it's fucking wild um the the fucking guitar player that got shot he ended up touring with a fucking colostomy bag they had to get like he had to get like parts of his colon removed and the guy was touring with his fucking colostomy bag that you they show footage of him literally with it like on the side of his body um but it's great. It's funny. It's definitely sad when they get into like, you know, how long the band has been been around, and now that like, you know, a few of them have passed away, and they're still like going after it, and like it gets a little emotional. Like the the one guy had like a real bad cancer scare, and I don't know. But overall, it was a very good movie. Like if especially like if you like you know rock and roll documentaries, which I'm always a big fan of. Like this was a very very well made, well put together documentary. I highly recommend it. Uh, so yeah, that's all I watched. I also rewatched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a fucking masterpiece. But we've already talked about that movie. Uh, so yeah, that's all I watched. So that's everybody, right? Yep. So let's talk about Midnight Sting, <laughs> aka Digstown. Uh, Gogs, what happened in Digstown? Okay. Uh, movie opens, and we're in prison. We're watching two dudes fight each other. Yeah. One of them's the biker from the apocalypse, 
And the other one's just some guy. Yeah, Shit, that's where I knew that guy from. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fuck, I couldn't place him. I, that shit. So these two are wailing on each other, I guess. As, as you do in prison. Of, as, as, like, I guess as some sort of, like, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Subterfuge distraction so that James uh, Woods you watched, can you start. Undisputed. Yeah, we've watched, he, I think, he, most undisputed movies. Yeah, but I mean, like, in this particular case, James Wood is, is like, in whilst this fight is happening, he is coyoteing people out of prison and has been doing so since he's gotten to this prison. And he's been, I guess, shipping money out of the prison to set up his elaborate scheme later through these people, I guess. Anyway, he's out in, like, two weeks. And the guy who was Quato or Watto or whatever from Total Recall is like cleaning his gun and being like, hey, prick, I don't like you. And James Wood's like, I'm an asshole, so no one gives a shit. And then he leaves, and then James Woods gets blown as he's driven away from the prison. And the guy <laughs> whose wife was R-U-N-N-O-F-T'd from Oh Brother Wyatt, that was like, hell yeah. So now, the entire time, Oliver Platt is in the town of Digstown, which has been named after uh, Vigo the Carpathian when he was an amazing boxer. He, Charles, he, Charles Macon Diggs. Charles That's Macon that Diggs. Too. Damn, I didn't, man, I, I, I could not place any of these actors in this movie. So yeah, Charles Macon Diggs, who's just like a vegetable, invented this town based on boxing. And now Oliver Platt's here to run game on poker and then pool well, the, and the, all the sorts of other stuff. Industry is gambling, correct? Like correct. minus a casino, like right. just, everybody just loves betting on shit. And then Bruce Bricktop Dern is in charge of, I guess, the entire situation. I love so that now, scene with Oliver Platt. Because they're like trying to hustle him and he's like, I'm gonna beat you all. Yeah, he's telling them like, about right. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you. They're like, we'll we'll wager this. Well, I'll take that then. I'm gonna beat you. He's not, he doesn't like slow play him or anything. He's no. just like, I'm gonna kick your ass. And they just keep reading the stakes. I was waiting. For, I was waiting for him to fall on that one. Like I was waiting for him to like lose his shirt. Like he wasn't even like trying to. So here's the thing: this movie's all about cons that don't actually have a con involved. Like everyone ends up delivering at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like, where's well, the con? The, the, well, that's also the problem with the whole movie, right? Because it's like it, it you the know, to jump to the end, but it's like Bruce Dern's like, oh, I just lost the whole town. It's like you're really just, you're gonna go with that? You're gonna be like, well, I guess I'll live up to my side of the bargain now. You just murdered presumably two people to get here. We'll get there. So now, so Oliver Platt stumbles out with the keys to a new Corvette that was oh, that was owned ever so briefly from the oldest son of the neighbor in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and then oh yeah, <laughs> and and then. Oh, and Jim Caviezel's in this as well. Yeah, yeah that was that, Jim Caviezel. That, yeah, that poor kid has like a weird face. He does have a weird well, face. Like he's well, not ugly, but he's it's like a weird look at like almost it's like a weird mix between baby and adult. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. And I he's remember like, thinking that when Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, even though I didn't place him from well, that movie. Also, so you just said the- that. One of the two brothers is uh, from Gogs' favorite movies, Alex Mack from the program. Yeah, he's the program. Yeah, he's, he's not ladder. He's ladder. He's, he's, he's like, all I got to know yeah. is to sign my name. Yeah. Um, but he then Dexter so, Manley in the movie. So, so you end up. <laughs> so Oliver Platt stumbles out with the pink slips and the money. He goes out to his, like, the most let's go Brandon F350 you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> and. 
the I guess the entire setup that's been cooked up for years in the prison or whatever is then when the biker from the apocalypse gets out of prison and returns to Digstown, he will be part of this never-ending slew of boxers that Lewis Gossett Jr. will eventually beat once the fix is in. Hey, but, can I for a second real quick? Sure. I'm sorry. How old is Heather Graham, the human being? Uh, she's like she a vampire, ex- right? Right. She looks exactly the same, and she played up to be like a love interest to Days Woods, which no one will right, know about Days Woods. She plays up as track. a love interest, and the baby, the baby sister of the biker of the apocalypse, and then right. and then she could not care less that her brother was delivered in a coffin, maybe yeah. at a train yeah. station. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead though and give this movie a little bit of credit because, oh. like, as soon as. As soon as they introduce Heather Graham, I'm like, oh, she's going to fuck James Woods. And that never happens. Thank God. No. Yeah. I looked it up. James, James Wood, is, is she is uh, uh, 30 years younger than James Woods. Well, again, we're talking about James Woods here. And that guy's yeah. a piece of shit. I wonder if that's tainting yeah. my video. I, I couldn't watch this without well, hating get- James Woods. His character is kind of a piece of shit. Oh, but I mean, like, I hate him as a human being, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, says, I can't even give him the benefit of the doubt. He says snowflake, referring to something in the movie earlier, and then he's like, oh, you gotta love liberals. Gotta love like, the liberals, because that's how he got yeah. out of prison earlier, because yeah, he had yeah, to yeah. go to, like, he had to go to, uh, he had to go to Ponytail Jones Mancini to back the fucking bets that he's going to make <laughs> on some weird 10 to 1 odd situation that he's already pre-worked out with Bruce Dern or something. So the whole movie pivots on the idea that James Woods is going to talk Bruce Dern into a one V 10 situation with James Woods fighter taking on 10 of Digstown's finest for a sum of 10,000. He's putting up a hundred K to win 10 K. And then there's a series of side bets and parlays that end up like making it all happen. And then, He's like, I don't even have my fighter yet. So then he goes to see Louis Gossett Jr., who's living in, I don't know, some slum somewhere. He's and he Texas. comes, he comes I mean, out of retirement and shaves his head and maybe does a couple like, of push-ups for two weeks because somehow, that's all they have to do to set this up. Yeah, first of all, like I can't deal with his hair at the beginning of this movie. So I'm glad no. they shaved it because it was fucking He had a Friar Tuck situation. I did not it, care for it. It was bad. And he's like, I don't know how much money he's made prior to, but like he's living in this like beautiful house in Texas as a YMCA part-time rec boxing coach? Question yeah. mark. And with, who's with, got a record of like thirty-five and like O or something with thirty-one no, knockouts? He's lost yeah. twice to the same guy. Remember? That's right. Yeah, Hammerhead Honey, Hawkins yeah. or whatever. Honey Hagen. Roy Palmer. Honey Roy Palmer. So Honey Roy Palmer is the man who's like he's the best. He's he's the, he's the better. Make him bacon digs or whatever. And but he like, never you, got a chance. But like they, that's never like explained. But that's why. not really even a. It's not even part of the point. Like the part of yeah. the point is to like win the town through boxing. So well, then, I, from what I gathered, like he, he didn't really care. They didn't get a chance because him and James Woods were hustling people. He was making more money hustling than in actually boxing. Than being heavyweight like champion winning. of the world in 1980. You know what I mean? Like back when boxing was the fucking pit. Like. Also, important to note for the plot of this movie that uh, uh, L. Louis Gossett Jr. is like 58 years old. Yeah, like, and, his, and, his, and his tits are sagging in this. Thing. He looks like shit. He looks like he looks like Damon Wayans in The Great White Hype. Like he just didn't bother <laughs> showing up. No, it's fucking uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So then, so anyway, they've got two weeks to get this fight together, and it's two weeks of like splitting wood and doing push ups and recruiting fighters. And they have enough time to make funeral fans that say 10 to 1 Digstown bangaroo on them because people are fanning themselves with it later. And then they're like, the second half of this movie oh, is just, well, just like you mentioned. Did you mention that uh, Charles Mick and Whoopi was, uh, they like shot, they gave him amyl nitrate or some shit in the middle of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, so yeah, he wouldn't take, he wouldn't take the fall. He wouldn't take, he wouldn't play rule by Bruce Stern's rules. So yeah. Bruce Stern like, like brained him via nasal spray. And now he's just a vegetable who just sort of sits in the rafters and smiles. Sort but of this, like is not like a plot point that amounts to literally anything. It means nothing. Yeah, like the only guy in town who didn't lose their like everyone. So apparently there was a big fix back in the day. Where everyone bet on Diggs except Bruce Stern, and then Bruce Stern basically cleaned house and took everyone's money and houses. And let me tell you how towns work. If that were to happen, <laughs> they would just kill him. Yeah. And just keep their house. That's well, what I would do. Especially because they've already killed four less. In the Texas, the in Texas in the 80s, I'm just going to yeah. take and kill you. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I, I feel like and this is based off a novel uh, that says in the beginning of the movie. I feel, feel like, like this is based off racism out of it. Like, there's no way this is a What's novel. That? The racism? Do you feel like they cut more racism out of it? because? Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. But, but, but what I was going to say is, I think this movie works better if it's set in, like, I don't know, like, the right, like, yeah. turn of the century, post-apartheid like South Africa. Well, I just mean, like, I don't know, like, a lot of the, the stuff they talk about, like, it just seems like it worked better in, like, the old times. Like, I don't know, I, I used to hear about stories of, like, fighters going 120 rounds in, like, 1906 and stuff like that. Like, it seemed more of a... <laughs> What's Co- Conan's character, like, yeah. fighting Jack Johnson? <laughs> it was, like, a, 140 and 0 until they let black guys pop. Black, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a plot that's point in this, too. There's a pep talk where James Woods just tells Louis Gossett Jr. he's black, and that's supposed to do it for him. I, I want well, to say it's, that there is a, a commercial. There's a surprise. There's it's a, surprise a, it's a Roots in, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprise like N-word in this movie. There's surprisingly less N-words than you would expect. Yeah, yeah that, that, N-word was, was... that N-word was telegraphed an hour yeah. ago. There's a lot of uh, uh, Bruce Stern doing the boy thing, but like, yeah. they yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. So, so, the, so all these ten, get it. so we got these ten fighters, and they're all being like coerced into like double crossing or triple crossing or whatever. And you got these two brothers who are paid two off brothers. by by <laughs> the brothers. quote unquote good guys in the movie. And the one dude gets legitimately hung in the back of this place by Brewster. The fight, like the fight montage, which is the second half of this movie, is the most tonally mismatched like gobbledygook you've ever seen it's like well, is this a slapstick still, comedy yeah or is this a dark sinister film because bruce stern is putting bodies in the ground over he this killed at least two people in this killed movie. two like, people at least well not only did they hang him but they also had a sheriff on standby to shoot him just in case the hanging went poorly yeah and i guess yeah. it's one of those things where like if it had taken a hard turn right there and became super dark all the rest of the way through it would make more sense but you're right like they're still doing comedy beats like two minutes like, 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 like yeah. you have you have lewis gossett jr 
like like embracing this man's brother, saying, "I'm sorry." This event, and the next one's like, "I don't know if I can. I'm too old for this shit." Yeah, it's, it's like if the Fairly Brothers made three billboards in the second it's, half. Yeah, of the movie. it's fucking. This movie is a goddamn mess. And in the end, Louis Gossett Jr. So he he whips ass through everybody, reluctantly or otherwise. He ends up getting his. There was some caveat in some subclause of part C of the contract that said whoever was a, re- a resident of this county on the day of the deal. Oh, yeah, there's there's zoning arguments. Yeah, there's zoning <laughs> ordinances in play, but like Hammerhead Hank Hammers or whatever his name is <laughs> just yeah. happened to move in like two days Who prior. Literally then, looks like a fucking specimen, right? Like, dude, he's, he's like, it's like he if Francis like Ngannou wanted to fight Obama. Like, it just yeah. shouldn't have worked out. <laughs> and Louis Gossett Jr. like rallies back to dismantle him. And then in the very end, it's a callback. Oh, at some point, the, the Hispanic cop from New York undercover tries to hang James oh, yeah. Woods because I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembered that show. Because it's like, it, but but for what reason? Because he's winning right now, and the guy who he works for, Ponytail, is fronting the money, and everything's fine. Well, there's also another weird cameo. I think I might have been the only one that caught this. Maybe Alex. I know Alex is like probably obsessed with ESPN too. You remember when ESPN used to show nothing but kickboxing like all day long, <laughs> like. Uh, oh, what was like the only sport they could get? Yeah, the referee was Benny the Jet or Keyes, who was like a professional kickboxer. That's why he looks so weird. Before yeah, he, that, guy, that guy looked like he was just clipped in from a foreign movie. Like, where did this <laughs> fella come from? So anyway, oh, so while he's beating his like art, well, so while Louis Gossett Jr. is beating his arch nemesis, he looks to the rafters and locks eyes with Charles Macon Diggs, and he's like, "Yeah, this is for you, person I know nothing about." And then he whips his ass. So then they think they got through all the boxers, but Honey, I Shrunk the Kids forfeited, but didn't really count as a forfeit because never walked into the ring. So then the warden who told James Woods he was going to stick it to him, sticks it to him by bringing the Mexican fellow from the beginning of the movie in the original fight to come in here. But now somehow they get into a fight and James Woods has already worked out with him that this is going to be how it goes down. So he thumbs down and the guy takes a fall and like, and then, and now James Wood presumably owns the town. Yeah. Hopefully this he's movie a better sucks. This movie does not suck. This movie is awesome. This is the, this is a boxing movie for tennis fans. If this is your favorite boxing movie, <laughs> this is this you're a horrible person. I'm just throwing that out there into the ether. This movie, I was rooting for this movie. I wanted Lewis Gossett Jr. to have a good movie this month. He didn't. So that that's the movie. That's uh, the movie. Um, I I don't know. I, I James Woods, right? Like. He, he, I can, like, he's kind of James Woods. Like, I don't know. He's kind of good in the role because he's, he's just good like at being a, a trash person because he's a I trash mean, person. Weird take. I kind of love this movie, even though it's terrible. This uh, movie like, is like the plot is the most convoluted no, con know, for no I reason. Love it. It's this movie is fascinated with the rules of their illegal uh, it, fucking property day, acquisition like, boxing thing. Well, but at the end of the day, like, none of the fixes that they put in even needed to be fixes. Like, I like know, it's, like, Louis Gossett Jr. is legitimately the greatest boxer of all time. They send Jim Caviezel up there and, like, don't walk in the ring, and then later it's like, well, that didn't count as a forfeit because, uh, 
uh, we he didn't walk in the ring. He's like, is that right? Like, yep, I'm afraid that's the rules. I'm like, you are running right. underground, unlicensed, and you've uh, bodied two fucking, people. Yeah, fucking K1 Grand Prix for like to for eminent domain, and we're arguing about what constitutes a forfeit for the NSAC. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's insane. <laughs> you know? the, the the hills this movie chooses to die on are strange. Um, and Heather Graham could not give a fuck that her brother was dead. Heather well, Graham, her brother's uh, like fifty years older than her, and, and she didn't like her brother. That was like the yeah. one thing they did establish. They didn't. Well, get then I guess wrong. she got what she wanted. I mean, like, they he don't showed, explicitly they don't explicitly say it, but Bruce Dern killed him, right? The well, thing yeah. I, yeah, the thing I love about because, this movie because is he, like because he, he knew too much. That was yeah. the whole thing. Everything is the opposite of Chekhov's gun. They introduce all of this shit and nothing comes back later. Like the whole thing. Nothing with the except dog. for the Mexican boxer in the and beginning the, who you don't right. expect. And the, and yeah. the thumb, this thumbs down as uh, yeah. it comes back. Yeah. But like, that's it. Like the fucking, the whole amyl nitrate thing you think's going to get brought back up. Like at no point does Bruce Dern, like he wouldn't in a normal movie approach Honey Roy Palmer and try to pay him off. Like there's like so many, like, when you think of normal hustles in this movie, that they're just like, nah. The fact that the go? man committed two murders and just acquiesced to the fact that he lost the bet blows my mind. Yeah. Well, like, he, yeah, after his uh, failed attempt to murder everybody in the room, he's just like, ah, piss on it. Like, I lost. Like, what the fuck is even going on in this movie? It, this movie is incredibly janky. Like... Like was this the whole plan they were cooking? They were cooking up this plot in prison. Like this is the plot they cooked up. Yeah, lots of twists and turns. Keep keep everybody guessing. Be, yeah, I mean, no doubt. Um, have, have you guessed? I, I, I Who picked up James Woods? Because it's just some woman, and she blew and then, him. And then she's never mentioned again in the movie. No. Cause like the it cuts back to the prison guard and it's like not even a kiss on the cheek. It was like what what the fuck like what is happening? The only thing that gets called back is the fact that he like tries to like neg Bruce Dern over the choice of Mercedes. Is is he also uh, James Woods is always wearing a suit with no socks, which really bothers me. Like oh, close. that's a cool that's a cool look, man. You like that look? That's a good yeah. Look. He's from Florida. He got those uh. Boat shoes and no socks. You don't yeah, wear socks got, with them. He's, he's yacht rocking, baby. He's yacht rocking. I'm literally wearing boat shoes with no socks as we speak. Can you, can't, you can't wear boat shoes with socks. It doesn't feel right. Well, they're yeah. not. They're boat shoes. They're meant to get wet, right? That's why you don't wear socks. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Right. So why don't you understand it, TJ? <laughs> what? Okay. Moving on. Uh, I thought, I thought, I thought James Woods and uh, Lou Gossett Jr. had really good chemistry. Like, they played off each other very well. I'm going to say this. This is another I movie agree. where Louis Gossett Jr., he's trying real hard. Well, he's trying hard in all I think he's pretty solid across the board. I love Bruce Dern just in general. Yeah, like, like really it's really good at this. It's nice to see, like, crusty old people pop up in movies, just in general. Like, Bruce Dern is, like, still acting, and he was, like, a million years old in this. Yeah. 
This is another um, movie. I think I talked about it when I talked about like the fugitive or something where they used to make where it was just all actual adults in the movie, except for Heather Graham. And like you just don't get that anymore. How was like, this movie was ninety two, right? Something right. like that. How old was Heather Graham? I'm looking at how old she was in ninety two. She was twenty two. She's born in seventy. Exactly the same as she does in fucking Boogie Nights, and exactly mm-hmm. the same as she probably does right this second. Like it's nuts. Yeah. She's an attractive lady. She looks great. She's got great cans. Yeah. Um quality cans. I also I also like I'm a sucker for this like I I don't want to call it Southern Gothic, but this kind of like sweaty Texas kind of set. You know, what it's I mean? a Just boom, it's a boom town if they had a mine that made boxers. Yeah. It's a mine gambling mine. Yeah. Uh, also, this is right around. The, uh, I feel like this is. Uh, I, I kept thinking of Heather Graham in Twin Peaks because she's Annie in Twin Peaks. So the whole time I'm like, "How's Annie? Annie? Anyone?" Like um, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Uh, all right, five knuckle shuffle time. I think. <laughs> Alan, uh, I'm gonna give this a seven. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it took a lot longer to get to the boxing than I remember. Yeah, it, uh, it's a, it takes a little bit to get there. I remember it like, I mean, I haven't, I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I've seen it. This was like a TBS or HBO movie when I was like a young teenager. Yeah, this um, this this reeks of a HBO daytime movie all day long. Absolutely, there's not a lot of cussing in it. I don't think like it's something. Yeah, something fairly safe yeah. they could play, but still on the adult channels. Um, but the, their chemistry was really good. Bruce Dern's good. I like, yeah, some of the, like the fixes and shit didn't make sense, but I didn't care. I like the one guy, they put like laxatives in his water bottle. So he's just like, like fart, farting, just <laughs> farting and shit in his pants in the ring. And everybody makes the PU face and wipes, like <laughs> waves their hand in front of their nose. Cause it's so bad. Um, I like the fact that nobody gives a fuck that the fix is in both ways. Yeah. Like everybody's just like like it's James a, Woods and Brewster both just like, oh. Yeah, it's a weird it's like a weird it's a weird adherence to laws, but then like a complete disregard for laws at the exact same well, time. In a normal movie, as soon as the the Hispanic guy goes down, Bruce Dern just shoots James Woods, right? Correct. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was uh I liked I liked the the resolution for the last fight when uh, Torres is just like all right hit me he just lays down yeah I thought that was a good callback because you don't actually know what their relationship was in prison you just know that uh, Heather Graham's brother got the shit kicked out of him by Torres you don't know that Torres and James Woods were actually boys yeah they were in cahoots. Yeah, and like I don't know, I I, I, found, Deus it, I found it pretty fun. It it took longer to get where it needed to go, where I was really having fun with it. But once it got there, and Oliver Platt is great. Like this is the perfect type of role for him. Like the fast talking, like uh, con man or like hustler. This is like exactly what he was born to play. Uh, and James the role Woods, I was born to play, baby. James Woods was uh perfect because he's a skeezy <laughs> skeezy <laughs> gross man himself so he's perfect <laughs> as a con man uh yeah so it's a seven seven from uh 
from Middle River? TJ. Um, it's a like a five for me, dog. I I didn't I didn't really care for the movie, but I also like I didn't really I didn't hate it. It didn't really facilitate any like strong emotion for me. Like I don't think it's bad. But at the same time, like I wasn't really compelled by it. But I think all the acting is good. I think I think everybody's mentioned that. Uh, I think Oliver Platt's really good. That scene where he he's like hustling everybody in the bar—that's like the best scene in the whole movie, in my opinion. Because um, he's funny, he delivers his lines funny. Because he's like drinking the beer and like he looks blasted. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed that part of the movie. But like other than that, like it just kind of happened. Like I didn't really. I didn't think the boxing was particularly good. Uh, tonally, it's kind of weird because I think this movie is listed as a comedy, but like it's not particularly funny. Well, they play it up like a comedy a lot of like it's a lot of like. I mean, I like I like is... the I like the scene Alec talked about with all the farting because I'm like a six year old and that like canned fart sound that they use all the time made me laugh. Um, but yeah, overall, like this is just a movie that's just kind of there. It's not something I'm gonna remember. I don't really have any strong feelings about it. Like it's not bad. A, it's not bad to give it like a a below five. Like I can't give it like a one or a two because it's competently made. And I wasn't bored. I was just kind of like, yeah, it's a movie. Uh, so yeah, it's like a five. It's just something I'm not going to really remember. Um, I, I I'm five like teetering on a six because I mean if if you have to tip it to one side of the five scale or the other. It, it's definitely better than a, than a four, but I'm going to say five. It's five for me, dog. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is good in it, but again, like everybody's kind of good in it. It's just kind of there. I don't know. It's it's like popcorn. You, you eat it and it's gone and it's fine. It's just it's fine. Uh, so yeah, Gox. Four. Just keeping up. It's all fours for Louis Gossett Jr. this month. This movie is just like, I don't know, maybe it's the my hatred of James Woods tainting it. Maybe it's the fact that the movie didn't make any fucking sense. Maybe it's just because it's it a total nightmare. Sense. No, it doesn't. It made sense. No, nah, it didn't. Doesn't make a lick of sense. You have a Schrodinger's cat like law book where it's a rule and it's not a rule at the same time. You've got it's like, like real walls. Yeah, I, I maybe. Maybe if this is a some sort of like overarching like commentary on the rule of law, then okay. Well, that's an interesting concept, but I think it's just a poorly written film. Uh, and the boxing's not great in it. And I feel bad for Louis Gossett Jr. because I want him to get a win. I really do. And uh, there's so many things. We, Sean brought up earlier. There's so many things introduced and never, like the guys he's smuggling out of prison to what end and why? Like, what? Like what is any of this about? What are we doing here? Why? And then at the end, I guess he's now the mayor. Like, what's the follow-up? Like, where's... What's day two? So, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I wanted it to be, what I expected it to be, just based on the poster and based on, I thought it was going to be like the Great White Hype. Like, I thought it was going to be like this kind of fun boxing romp with like some silliness. But like, between the fact you you jump from scenes where it's like they're joking and like having silly times to like kind of like heart-wrenching like scene. Like the scene where James Woods throws in the towel only to have Lewis Gossett Jr. throw it back out. Well, like, James like, Woods is a better corner man than Rocky Balboa. I don't know. I don't IV. disagree. But like, <laughs> and also, if you throw in the towel for your corner, can the boxer throw it back out? I guess this is another one of these rules things. But like, <laughs> like that's like sort of like a dark, like sort of, oh my God, is he going to die in the ring moment? And then it's like, yeah. you know, it's buttoned by fart jokes. 
and like a uh, dude getting like one shot after like like flamencoing into the ring with a cigar. Like it's this place is all over the board, and I didn't care for it. So there we have it, Sean. Uh, it's a six. Um, I can't really knock it for the boxing being terrible because I don't think boxing was good in any movie until the fighter it was like the first one where the boxing itself yeah. was actually like palatable. Uh, the movie, like, I love it not for a reason that's on purpose, but it's like so unwieldy. It's like when you're moving and it's like the last box you have and you try and fit like every game console and like a that's, pillow and part that's of that's like, a great table. analogy. You know what I mean? It's just a yeah. bunch of shit that they're trying like to got, carry around. I got a masking tape and a spatula and like yeah. a copy of Iron Man in here. What is and the going box on? is like falling apart. And you're like running, trying to hold the bottom yeah, of it just to get watch batteries. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, fucking, it, it'll make it all the way down there. I'll I'll deal with this when we stop. But like, fucking, Blue's got to do Honey Roy Palmer. Not only are both of his hands certainly broken after fighting 10 men, because it's not like he knocks all of them out with one punch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's right, got, like, yeah. horrific CTE. I don't know what's going on with his wife, who, by the way, was his real wife at the time, so that's probably why she's so awkward and bad in the three lines that she has. <laughs> like, the whole, like, this is in this county, and, like, this is in that county. And, like, from living down here now, like, I... I all those scenes where it's like, oh, that's Big Joe Johnson. He runs the such and such racket. That's how the South really is. I had no idea. It's yeah. like these fucking families that have been around forever. Like, I'm just so, that's fun, I guess. Heather Graham with her fucking Dorian Gray face. Like, I don't know what's that fuck me up <laughs> bad. I thought she was like 15 in this movie. But um, James Woods is like, Louis Gossett Jr. is good in this movie. He's been good in every movie we watch. It's just the movies themselves have been like it's never Louis Gossett Jr.'s terrible. fault. Yeah, it's just like a very like late '80s, early '90s clunky as shit. Like I don't know what we're doing, and then like it turns into Fruitvale Station for ten minutes and goes back to its same <laughs> boxing comedy. <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's fuck. And then it has a, a legit the end, like a Looney Tunes, like. Yeah, but and um, but it wasn't like unwatchable, like in the way that like Iron Eagle or something was. Like it's just it's it's so fast, like with everything that's going on, like all these moving parts, but like none of them fit. Like I don't know, like it's it's not uninteresting. It's bad. Like I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's a good movie, but it's like it's bad in a fun way. I guess. But not even like that bad in a fun way where you can just sit there and goof on it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's too competent it's, to be bad. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not like bad, bad. Yeah. It, it's, 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 yeah, it's well throw, made and well acted. A hard end in there, like, oh, did they think I didn't get it already? Like, I knew what was going on, but okay. Like, let's yeah, throw that in there. When that dropped, I was like, oh. Like I, yeah. I kind of felt like there'd be some of that before then, but it's just like, yeah. oh, okay. there's a lot of implied that. Well, yeah, like Sean said, uh, Bruce Dern is very liberal with boy, but he, it's kind of like a southern affect because he calls everybody boy, but still, like, I don't know, that has certain weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so next week is a grab bag. Does anybody have any suggestions off the top of their heads? I have one. Uh, I I I, rec- I would throw into the pot the new next Netflix movie, the the Gray Man. 
I'll, I'm game. Uh, I thought about suggesting that, but I don't know. Uh, okay. uh, what? I don't have I, my only suggestion is the same thing I suggested last time we had a grab bag, but you picked Morbius instead was uh, the oh, legend okay. of the legend of Baron Toa. What is that? I don't even remember it's a New Zealand movie about a pro wrestler's son who his dad oh. gets dies and gets his belt stolen and he goes on like a rampage to get his dad's dead belt back. I mean, that sounds good. <clears throat> also, there's a movie on Netflix right now that it's called. RRR and it's like a Hindi movie. Oh, I was like, gonna wait. It's like I was three hours our, long. Our Bollywood month and recommend that because people are crowing all about that. I, it looks ridiculous, <laughs> but it's like three oh. hours long. No, no, let's not watch that then. Uh, I don't care. Whatever, ever, Sean, you got an idea? Something we want to throw into the pot? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with movies very well, to be honest, because like, I kind of hate them now. I, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. Well, I, don't I, I guess we just watch The Gray Man, then, since two people can, want that. We can watch that wrestling movie. That sounds fun. I, don't, I, I think it's on Prime. What about that Kanahashi get... wrestling movie? Oh, My Dad's a Heel. I don't know if I can find it, but I can look for it. Oh, I, I do have a, a pick. I guess. I don't okay. know if it's available, though. Is uh, the Takashi Mika Yakuza movie the one that's based on the video game? Oh, yeah. like a, It's called Like a Dragon. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I, I don't know. Well, um, How are we going to decide I, I, this? I'm good with whatever everybody else wants. I'm not, like, dying either way. Uh, let's do the, the rest. The gr- let's do the wrestling movie. Alec, you have to text me the name of it so I remember to download it so I can find it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. And then if you can't find it, we can just just tell me and we'll default to the Gray Man. Because yeah, that's, that's on Netflix. Netflix. Everybody will be able to get that. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, tune in next week. You'll figure out what we watched. And uh, as always, uh, depending on where you're listening, if you're listening to us on YouTube, like and subscribe, share it around. If you're listening to us on anything else, follow us on Spotify, please. You can find us through searching movie the podcast you don't have to do mohole radio anymore uh god do you have anything to promote not digs down <laughs> uh not lewis gossett jr i love him well, god, it might I not, it might not be it might not be digs town anymore it might be caneville yeah gabriel Kane, Kane yeah. owns it now it's Kane sylvania or whatever <laughs> all right Hob- everybody that's Hobston. the show hobbiton each your own ass and uh, we'll see you uh, next week where we'll discuss Marvel Phase 7 or whatever the hell it is. Mm. Oh, yeah. Apparently Phase 4 ends with Black Panther, which I barely feel like we're even into Phase 4. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The next, like, at least uh, I'm excited for Fantastic Four and uh, the two Avengers movies sound interesting. The Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. That sounds kind of fun. So, yeah, and they're coming know, we'll, out like we'll, they're coming out like they're releasing the same like year, six months apart. Yeah, so that's fine. I'm we'll sure there'll, there'll be an X Men in there somewhere because they still have a bunch of dates where they didn't. I was v- very surprised that X Men wasn't in that listing. 